I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Down the blind, Andrew John. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle and won. Uh, we'll stick to Panthers first. We'll stick to Panthers first. But, I mean, what, what more is there to say about this side? It is unbelievable what they managed to achieve. And as you said, Guru, it's just the way they go about it. It's the way, it's the fact that they've done it in so many different ways. It's the fact that since, it's almost like since that second half grand final in 2020, they have won every single grand final to a degree, if you know what I mean, because they obviously came back towards the end there. Um, I mean, we've got to speak about him off the off the bat, but Nathan Cleary, like, he's twenty five, he's twenty five, and his first sixty minutes were very average and even poor in defence at times. But rugby league's not about being perfect. Rugby league is about responding to imperfection. Rugby grand finals aren't about perfection, even though the Panthers were nearly perfect with the ball. Grand finals are about big moments. And that's what Cleary, he took that moment and made it one of the greatest moments of all time. You could sit there and try and nitpick this, that, or whatever about Cleary. But at the end of the day, Nathan Cleary was as single-handedly as you can be responsible for the greatest comeback in grand final history. 16 points or 18 points, was it 16 points? 16. 16 points is the biggest margin ever to come back from, and Cleary orchestrated it. That's... That's stats. That's, you cannot argue against that. And that's, as I said, grand finals are not about perfection. They're not about – they're about these huge moments that legends have and if they're going to step up to the plate or not. And Cleary stepped up. He didn't just step up and get them close. He stepped up and got them the third premiership in a row. Yeah, and I think the one thing that stood out with me last night with Cleary – and I agree with you, mate. The first 60 minutes – I'd argue that was the worst 60 minutes of his season mm. in a Panthers jersey. That was his worst 60 minutes. But – Championship minutes came and a champion stood up. And I think sometimes in rugby league we sleep on when you do things. Nathan Cleary, biggest stage, brightest lights, under the most pressure, and he delivered in those big moments. We had the, you know, Dalian medal the other day and people were arguing over who should have got it. Respectfully to those two guys, they didn't beat a top four side all year. Mm. Nathan Cleary, tell me he's not the best player in rugby league. I don't give a, I don't give a shit what happens in the regular season. This guy... In the biggest moments, on the biggest stages, he delivers again. And last night, he did something that... Could Joey have done that? Could some of the greats have done that? Maybe. Maybe. There's only one guy that's managed to do it. The fact that you have to be like, yeah, I think they could do it, not they would do it, shows you that at least for his team at club level, he is a great. He is a great. Like, it is... He's won three comps in a row. He didn't come into a stacked roster. He built that roster. He was part of building it. He's now won three comps in a row. Back-to-back Dally M's. At Clubland, he's already a great, in my opinion. At Clubland. Now, obviously, we understand there's other arenas that you've got to dominate, all that kind of stuff. 20 
five years old, guys. Let's let's think about that. He's got maybe another ten years left in his career to take care of all that stuff. But as it stands, he's already a great when it comes to clubland, in my opinion. There is no doubt about it whatsoever. Mm. I, you know, Matty, we, we had a few beers the other night, and he referred to him as the Michael Jordan of rugby league. And I went, you know what? That's exactly what he is. Mm. Because he gets on the big stages and he absolutely dominates. And like that's going to go down in <coughs> rugby league folklore forever. Forever. That 20 minutes was incredible. I, once again, I'm not sure how many players in the past could have done that before. And we've seen a lot of champions in grand finals when they're down and they're not able to get their side back into it. <coughs> the greatest comeback we have ever seen. And he did it. Like There was other guys that had very good performances, but... You know, he sets up the Mosley to try. He then kicks a foot. That 40-20 was Andrew Johns all over. Mm. That was Joey all over. That was a set after points on third tackle, I think it was. Yeah. Huge play. Huge, Huge play. play. If, if, you know, if he doesn't make it and it stays in the field of play, imagine how people would go after him. Oh. What about the catch from Renault's dropout? That's, that's centimetres. Centimetres, yep. Centimetres, this greatness. Those moments, those moments. Timmy, what do you think? Yeah, you, you talked, Kemp, you mentioned there about it's not all champions aren't about being perfect and it's about moments and stepping up to the plate in these big moments and I look back at the 2015 grand final with Jonathan Thurston who won the Clive Churchill medal and he after that game said it was probably the worst game of football I've ever played mm. but he snaps a field goal when the game was on the line to win it for the Cowboys mm. and put a notch on his legacy and Nathan Cleary did the same thing and my favourite thing about it when we're going to look back in the future in 20-30 years time at the legacy of Nathan Cleary is People saying, oh, he's got the team around him. They're dominant. Of course he can do it. Um, you know, can he do it when they're on the back foot and things are going against him? He lifted and did that. Like, not only when he'd had a poor 60 minutes of footy and, you know, any normal footballer's confidence would be down. He'd go, oh, I don't really want to, you know, what do I do? How far can I assess myself? Jerome Lewis was off. His partner in crime in the halves. Mm. Isaiah Yo, one of the best ball-playing locks we've seen, was off. He lost an edge-back rower, starting edge-back rower in Scott Sorensen. They were down and out, dead and buried, all the momentum against him, and he, pretty well by himself, lifted them off the canvas to win him that game well, of footy. This is the spine that he did the greatest ever comeback with. Mitch Kenny, Cogger, Dylan Edwards. Bang. Compare that to some of the other, you know, and, you know, rightly so, you could go, all right, we'll look at Thurston in the, the 2015 grand final, Granville, Michael Morgan, um, and Coote. Yeah. Michael Morgan was an origin player, I think, at that stage, or he obviously went up to, but also... Thurston was an incredible moment and probably etched himself in immortality. That was just one drop goal. We're talking about 20 minutes of the greatest rugby league you'll ever see in a grand final from a seven. That's a really, you know, Thurston had that incredible moment, but he doesn't have that moment without Michael Morgan mm. coming out with, in my opinion, probably the greatest player oh, of all time. Nice. But Cleary did it all himself. Cleary did it all himself after Ezra Mam, for the first time in three years, punched Penrith in the face mm. and said, let's see how you respond. Mm. And, you know, I'll, I'll be the first to admit, when I was sitting there and Ezra Mam scored his third try, I thought, they, I, I don't know if they can come back from this. Mm. I didn't know if they were going to be able to. I genuinely didn't. And for them to turn it around in the short space of time they did. And, it, like, it's not like, as you said, it's not like Brisbane just folded. No, they did And I thought Kobe Hetherington made one of the best tackles I've ever seen oh. to stop a try. Like, if, if we win, that tackle mm. goes down in folklore. Forever. Like, it's Fisher-Harris one-on-one on your line. Yeah, it's it's it would be like Scotty Sattler sort of areas. Yeah. For people that understand rugby league, yeah. it would be. It was such a big tackle in that moment. And, you know, as I said, I think Cleary was very average for 60 minutes. His last 20 minutes absolutely defined him. Mate, I've seen a lot of people sort of say, oh, you can't give him a Clive because he had a shit 60 minutes. Please. Just keep in mind, Joey lost his second half of his Clive Churchill winning game 24-0. Mm. No one talks about it. Yeah, yeah, of course they don't. Because we remember and the in moments. 30 years' time, Nath will be the same. Yeah, yeah. But just appreciate what's in front of you oh, right now. Just e even for the people that just don't want to like Cleary, just appreciate it. Because I guarantee in 20 years you'll be telling your son or your daughter about Nathan Cleary. I can guarantee can, you will. Can you imagine what was going through Nathan Cleary's head? Again, you talk about champions and champion mentality. All this pressure on him and, and you know, this talk of, oh, it doesn't lift him big games and big moments and all that. And for 60 minutes, he's had one of the worst games of his career. Notably, defensively, he missed some poor tackles, got absolutely scorched by Reese Walsh. And he came back from that and went, I'm going to lift my team off the canvas and win us this game off my own back. That, like, what's going through your head when you do oh, that? Mate, absolutely. And also, it wasn't like, oh, he was the third pass before a try. No, line break himself inside to Leota. 
40 20 then he's then he supports on the inside I'm pretty sure did he score yeah scores a try but then the match winning the match winning try the match winning try is him individually just going seeing a spot bomb 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 try thanks for coming even the the probably the least impact he had in any of those the three tries was Stephen Crichton's brilliant solo effort you've still got Nathan Cleary going all right Who's the strike weapon in this team yeah. that we need to stand up and who does in the big game? Stephen Crichton. And who got him the ball one-on-one and got him some space yeah. to allow him to do that? Yeah. Nathan Cleary. And so simple. Like, was, like, it was as simple as mm. identifying, I trust my bloke mm. to have a big moment. Like, I trust Critter. He's going to do something special. And we'll talk about Critter's last friggin' 20 minutes because, like, God. what the hell? He had, like, five big moments. It was unbelievable. So we'll talk about that. But, yeah, Nathan Cleary, take a bow. It is unbelievable what we are witnessing he deserves everything that he gets and on top of all of that he is such a humble down-to-earth bloke that deserves like as i just said deserves everything he can and what an incredible moment for penrith for the ivan for the clear for the ivan cleary family <laughs> for the cleary family as well again I, I speak about it all the time guru and you were there as well and same with you timmy mate 2019 People were calling for both of their heads. They were saying, "Get these buddy, get these bloody pretenders out of our club." They've they've terrorised and ruined our club. That was the yarn. That was the yarn. Ivan Cleary's spoken about how he was starting to doubt whether he was the right man for the job, and now look where they are. Like we like to look at the end result and be like, "Oh, look at all the Origin players are there. Look at all the success they've had. It's a stacked roster." Oi, bruh, it was not a stacked roster. People were asking for them both to get sacked in 2019. It is incredible what they've achieved. You just mentioned how much of a nice, humble kid he is and everything, Nathan. I, I told Tim this story on Friday. Um, they won the 2021 Grand Final. I had him on my podcast about three or four weeks later. He's just a premiership-winning captain who won a Clive Churchill medal, young guy. Remember at that stage, he was 22 years old, mm. on top of the world. And I had my podcast, did it via Zoom, and I remember during the podcast, it dropped out. And, I, and me, I sort of went, oh, my God, no there fucking go. way. I can't believe this, blah, blah, blah. So I'm trying to sort it out and everything, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, had my phone next to me. It was face down. Picked up my phone. I had about three missed calls from Nath. I eventually answered because I wasn't looking at it. Answered for and it was, mate, I'm so sorry. Are you good? Are you, can we go again? Can we do it? My thing died. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And I'm sitting there going, you might be the greatest player of all time. <laughs> you don't know me from a bar of fucking soap. <laughs> yeah. He's rang me three or four times in that moment to apologise. He mm. could have quite easily gone, oh, well, thing died. I'll call it a day. I'm yeah. going to the beach. Yeah. Just want a premiership. But that's the sort of guy that Nath is. And you can all hate him and you can all, you know, watch things and gain an impression on him. He is such a nice guy. Mm. And as Mate. you said, just a genuine, humble kid. Yeah. But it's just starting to own big moments. It's absolutely incredible. I, I said on the Morning Glory show with uh, Matty Johns that, you know, and, and Matty brought it up how, you know, it does seem like Nathan Cleary is almost starting to get his own swagger, his own belief Whereas you could see in the last couple of years, he was he, he didn't really, you know, didn't really sit well with him that he was great. And you know, I said on the show that I felt like heading into this final series, you could see that he had accepted the mantle of greatness almost. That he had accepted that, okay, everyone keeps saying it, but now I believe it. And also, not only do I believe it, I'm comfortable with it. And that's the moment that he delivered. That's the moment that he delivered. Can you imagine the confidence he's going into next season with. Like that, that Brisbane side, I said it last night on social media. I like, I reckon they beat a lot of teams in the past. Yeah. Like, and they are the first team to really give them a shake on that very big stage. And they, like, they dominated the first half. They went in only up by two points. That can rattle your head a little bit. They then came out five eight, scored three tries in twelve minutes or whatever, down sixteen points. Now Nath knows, geez, I can overcome that. Mm. It's insane. But when he scored that final try, the match winner. I saw it and my initial reaction was too easy. Mm. I'm like, someone's gone down or there's a lead run, knock someone over because he went through too easy. There was too much space. Mm. The first replay was the, the face on one. There wasn't a lead runner. There was no one there. Yeah. It was just footwork and seeing a gap open up. And wasn't it just a classic moment from a great where it just looks like everyone else is in slow motion yeah. and he's got all the time in the world. And it was such a special moment for me to see Nath score that try. There was no one within Kui of him, nah. which is just represents where he is right now and, in rugby law. And also, what I, what I, um, look, I can't say I loved about the moment, <laughs> but what I appreciated about the moment um, was the fact that what's the the one knock that is Cleary? Like the one knock on Cleary is too structured, 
too structured, doesn't have the flair of a Joey or a Thurst, and he doesn't mm. have the, you know, the, that pizzazz, the je ne sais quoi. He doesn't have that. That's the knock. Have you ever heard someone say that in rugby league? That clearly doesn't have the je ne sais quoi? You've never heard that? Who are you? <laughs> but what I loved about that try. Oh, <laughs> what is je ne sais quoi? Something special, Google it. I think it was like that, that, that bit of magic. How on earth do I spell that? Yeah, it's a French saying for it. something special. I bet you it comes up je ne sais quoi. Look, I probably fucking butchered it. For anyway. 10% off, menu log code. Like, <laughs> <Genesis Sequa. laughs> um, but what I loved about that try is that knock of like, oh, too structured, too structured. It's the one like nonsense throw out line that people try to say to not credit Cleary for every, what, everything he's done. But that try was, that came purely off his structure because it came from fatigue. It came from his game plan of turning blokes under, turning mm. blokes under, turn, trusting eventually their forwards are going to be so tired they're going to make a mistake. It wasn't crazy footwork. It wasn't crazy strength. It was fatigued front, fatigued uh, back rowers and forwards that had been tackling their asses off all day due to his game plan that he implemented that gave him the match winner. So the the huge cutout ball that you cut out ball that like the you know crazy players can throw even though we know Cleary can throw that that gets intercepted or goes out over the sideline. He did the one percent of play, which was fatigue him, step in the inside, score a try to win win the game. That's what you call that's the benefit of being Nathan Cleary. That's what he can offer you is a win rate of eighty-five percent in a whole season, dominance over a four-year period. Because what what's the negative that comes with players that have that kind of extra bit of magic? The negative is they can have down years because it just isn't clicking for them. I mean, a perfect example, Reese Walsh, even though he still has some big moments. There were moments that just didn't work for him. And that's the thing. You'll see the highlights of Reese. And look, Reese's so young. He, he'll, I didn't think he played badly at all. I thought he played solidly with a mixed bag. Um, like, he'll learn so much from this. But that's what you get with those highlight real players is that they can have mm. those moments that just the ball goes ten, uh, you know, a few metres too deep or a few metres too short. With Cleary, is what you get is you get three freaking premierships in a row and a match winner. What do you got there, Matty? Je ne sais quoi. A pleasing quality that cannot be exactly named or described. That's what you come here for. That's what you come here for. You come here for deep analysis of rugby league, baby. Oh. Um, but what, that's, that's what I loved about the try. And, it, what, it pitch, and what it was, Kempi, was it was crazy vision. Mm, mm. He goes there and said there, there were no lead runners. There was no set-up play or anything. He just – it was Jordan, Ricky at marker. Ricky goes the wrong way. I think Billy Walters sort of overcommitted a little bit. And just in the bottom right of his eye, because he was going left, going down that short side, bottom right, he saw Ricky miss his mark, and he's gone bang, and just yeah. zeroed in on that big gap there. Ricky didn't get across. Walsh was sort of scrambling across. Walsh, well, Walters, I should say, went a little bit too far. I think it's Catewell. 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 Yep. Catewell went a little bit too far. And Cleary's just seen that little gap open up and go bang. Yeah. And oh. imag- imagine if he gets tackled there. Mm. Game could be over, because you're at the four-minute mark, three-minute mark, Broncos get the ball maybe the next play because he's tackled. He'd have been shot. It, yeah. So, yeah. And yet he still made the play. Huge. Huge. It's understanding the moment. Mm. It's just, fuck. It is so good to see. And as I said, like, we just witnessed greatness. And look, obviously I know I've been seeing all the comments of people putting shit on me. Hey, winners win, baby. You guys earned it. Penrith fans, fans, enjoy it. Enjoy it. Shout out to you, Kempe. Yeah. Uh, not that I expected you not to be here or anything, but <laughs> I know how much last night would have meant to you. And fuck, it's a good knock to uh, can I be honest? face up today. And this is going to sound ridiculous, but I actually woke up with a really bad tummy ache and I was like, <laughs> oh, fuck. Please don't get worse because anyone's going to think I'm chucking a sickie because I'm too much of a coward to come and face the music. Yeah, can't be doing that. <laughs> so, like, sorest belly ever. It's like, oh, my belly's sore, Guru. I said, you know what? This is my grand final, Guru. This is this is my Cleary moment. This some, is my short some, ball. This is your Genesequa moment. <laughs> Genesequa. <laughs> um, Mate, we, we were lucky enough. Me, me and Timmy went to the grand final luncheon the other day and we ended up worming our way into A1 seats by the end of it. And when we were sitting there, Andrew Johns was on stage talking. Oh, stop it. And, you know, I, I was sitting there just being the rugby league nerd I am. There was, you know, there was five legends on, on the stage talking. I just couldn't take my eyes off Joey, right? Mm. Just watching how he handles himself, how he talks and, you know, and just the way he spoke about Nath, mm. you could just tell Joey, Joey knows what's mm. there, doesn't he? 
And I remember I, I turned to him and I go, man, I couldn't take my eyes off Joey. And he goes, neither could I. Oh, I didn't mate. look at anyone else. But the way he spoke about Nath, it, just greatness recognised oh, greatness. They, look, yeah. all the greats know that he's going yeah. to be great. He, he loves him and he also knows that the next 10 origin series are in his hands for the Blues. <laughs> <laughs> yes, trying you know? to wrap him in there to get him yeah. some confidence. Um, you know what's so funny is, and, and we'll look, we're guilty of it too, I think because we're um, – we see all the comments and that's obviously going to get into our heads and so we're always uh, qualifying it, being like, he's still got to do it in origin. But at the end of the day, guys, at the end of the day, we're talking about a 25-year-old with three premierships, three origin series, two Clive Churchills and current seven for Australia. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you could almost, as I said, if you want to put him into that immortality chat, if he goes out and just dominates an origin and, you know, has a good rest of his career, for sure. But right now... There's not much more the kid can do at a 20, as a 25-year-old to be considered great. And I think the other thing you need to consider as well is that, you know, Joey, he won his first premiership as captain in 2001, you know, early 30s, late 20s. Um, you know, Brad Fittler won his first premiership as a captain in the year 30, age 32 or something. Nice 25, he's captain three premierships. Yeah, four grand finals, a few minor like premierships. It's, it's unbelievable. He, it, this has literally been his team... The entire way. I point it out all the time. It still blows me away. Like, 2019, James Maloney leaves. You couldn't be successful without James mm, Maloney yeah. for 10 years. You're like, curse clubs on the way out somehow. 2020, their two most experienced players leave and their captain, James Tamu and Josh Mansell. The mm. keys were handed to these young kids and said, let's see what you can do. You've just had your heart broken by Cameron Smith. Let's see how you respond to it. I mean, fuck. <laughs> Have a look at the last two teams that the um, Panthers played in grand finals. Parramatta didn't make the finals this year, nor did South Sydney. Mm. Not only is it not easy to stay like yeah. relevant, it's impossible to stay at the top. And they've yeah. done it time and time again. He, like, guys, he lost Appy Coruscant and Viliami Kikau at the la- end of last season. Like, this is, I mean, it's amazing. So massive congratulations to Cleary. And it seriously couldn't happen to a better bloke. It, uh, he is such a good kid. Um, and, yeah, just enjoy it, everyone. It, we are witnessing greatness. In 20 years' time, we'll be telling our kids about the moment we saw Nathan Cleary, Cleary put on the best 20 minutes you'll ever see in a rugby league grand final. Like, that's what we will be saying. Like, you go and watch uh, NRL on nine. Go and watch Thurston reacting to it. So Thurston, the bloke that did what he did in 15, he's sitting there watching Cleary going, what the fuck's going His head's exploding. He needed to put his headgear on nearly. Um, so amazing stuff from Cleary. Now let's get into some other... Uh, big players for the Panthers. Um, I think I made a mistake earlier. I said back-to-back Clive Churchills. Is it back-to-back or did it, it was Two last and three year. years. So, yeah, so Ed was last year and then he was year before. Yep. Um, Which puts him in an elite class of Slater, Norm Prove and Bradley Clyde. Like, I think it's only six guys to ever do it before. Jeez, doesn't it? Um, He's 25 years old. Doesn't it like I know I know uh, Cleary would have been about twenty two or twenty three or whatever, but doesn't it put like Cam Smith Storm's situation? You just go, bruh, are you working on a different fucking plane than us? Are you in a different dimension? The fact that he could somehow beat this Penrith side, and I get it, they were a couple of years earlier. You know, the ultimate question would be, could you imagine if they played today? Yeah, like could you imagine? And uh, yeah, uh, I you know what that that's honestly is one of my. Big fears with Nathan. I'm sure it will come, but I just, I'm not sure where that challenge is going to yeah. come from. And you know what? If he was separated from Cam Smith by 20 years, it doesn't matter as much. But because Cam had his last shot in his last game and won it over Nathan, well, it's always going to leave that question yeah. mark. You know what I mean? Well, it's like for boxing fans that are listening. So Floyd Mayweather fought Canelo Alvarez when he was like 23 or something. Yeah. And he just schooled him. Like Floyd Mayweather absolutely schooled him. And so he'll always have that, mate, took you to absolute school. But the question always remains is, you know, if Canelo – now, I'd always, I think Floyd would take would beat him anyway. But as you said, like, mm. if you faced him at his peak, what would it be like? So I would still – I don't know. I would still just somehow give Cam Smith the nod. I don't know how <laughs> we would do it, but he would just find a way. But I just think that going into that game, though, it'd be like a 50-50 battle. Like. And the terrifying thing is, I think we're three years off Cleary's peak. Oh, Absolutely. <laughs> And that is the terrifying thing. Like, everything tells us that when halves hit 29 onwards, that's when they played their best footy. Mate, when Cronk played his best footy. Freddie, mm. Joey, all of these legends we're talking about. Cherry Evans is like 34, and you could argue he's in the form of his career yeah. just because he understands the game and he's got it on. My biggest, screen. honestly, my biggest concern for Cleary, and this is no disrespect to any other players, like, like I was a player, my biggest concern is he gets bored. 
Like, but think about it. Let's say he's won another two premierships over the next three or four years. So he's won five premierships and he has his origin moment. Like World Cup done. World Cup start. Like, like okay, what's what's the next challenge for a guy like Cleary? Now, I think what's in Cleary's favour is he's a student of the game. So even if he was to retire tomorrow, he'd probably become a coach, I reckon. And so that's probably what's going to keep him in it. But like in five years, he could have another two premierships, another three or two or three Origin series. Like, what do you, where do you go? I'll tell you what could be something, and I was thinking about it last night. Whether it plays out, I've got no idea. But wouldn't it be special if in three or four years we're talking about Ivan Cleary coaching the Panthers, Nathan Seven. His younger brother Jet's coming through the grades as oh, well. Oh, really? Talk about pressure. Oh, my God. Heaps of pressure for sure. But, like, imagine – and you just made me think about it. Imagine in 30 years' time if we're talking about Nate as a coach following yeah. in Ivan's footsteps again. Oh, mate. They might as well rename it Penrith Cleary's. The Jets, Jets are half two. Yeah. And he's like killing the lower grades. Yeah. He's only, I think he only played Harold Matz and SG Ball this year. He might have played SG Ball the back end of the season. But very talented. I think I think the, the Warriors tried to get him over there. Mm. Develop him as well. Um, so imagine him coming up and partnering Nathan in three, year, three or four years. <laughs> Could you imagine? Oh my! And God. and so what? Nathan would only be like twenty eight by then. Yeah. yeah. Oh, stop it! <laughs> like, yeah, they, they they could play five or six years together. It's got to be a rule, and I'll make a rule that only two siblings allowed in one team. <laughs> so we've got the Ivan. Well, relations. Manly's in a bit of trouble. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, Okay, let's talk about some other players. And please, just want to be clear, we're not saying Cleary was the only guy that did incredible things this night. We're just saying, when you're speaking about him, I want to talk about two other blokes who did something incredible. James Fisher-Harris and Leota were absolutely phenomenal last night. If you said to me, in their fourth grand final, they will be at their best, I would have said you're crazy because there's no way front rowers can put their bodies to what they've put their bodies through over the last four years and be the most explosive, the most aggressive, the most dominant. Um, sorry, maybe not the most dominant because I do think um, Broncos, Haas, Carrigan, Flegler did fight really well. But the most explosive, the most aggressive, and to play, I reckon that's Leota and Fisher-Harris' best grand final performance. Um, I, I actually think it's even better than their performance last year against the Eels. That's how good I think they played because they were up against, don't get me wrong, Paolo, RCG, Really, really good players, but didn't play that well in the grand final. Um, whereas Fisher-Harris and Leota went up against generational forwards that I think a lot of people would say individually could, could outplay them, and yet they still got the job done. They still got the job done and stood out. It was an incredible performance by Fisher-Harris and Leota. The thing that stands out to me is playing in the front row for four grand finals in a row. Oh. Like I, actually, I, I tried to ask Jimmy that earlier, but because he's wired like these guys completely differently, he just sort of went, oh, that's what you do. That's what I do. <laughs> so that's what guys like us do that are warriors. And mm. I'm sitting here trying to get something. They just – and like for Fish and Leota to do what they've done over the last few years. And once again, go back to 2020, their captain was James Tarman, one of the most experienced front rowers <laughs> in our game. He leaves and these two just step up and just take it to a brand new level. Yeah, it is absolutely amazing. Like their performance in defence, in attack, they're ruthless. Like every run was the last run of their lives. Like for Leota to be sprinting up the middle of the field in the 60th minute to get an inside ball is nothing short of incredible. Like we're talking about a huge bopper, like a big, big front rower, and he's sprinting up the middle of the field, beating cover players. Like no one got close to him. Is no right to do that. What no an, right. What an unbelievable play. A fronty, a front row in a grand final in the 60th minute is sprinting up the middle of the field, getting an inside ball from Cleary. That's, you know, if Cleary didn't have his incredible 20 minutes, that's the moment of the game. It's a fronty up the middle, gassing everyone for a try. If he doesn't, if he doesn't chase there, there was no other Panthers players around. Think about that. Mm. Out of the best of the best, the toughest, the grittiest, the tough, like Panthers, one of the toughest sides we've ever seen play rugby league. Even out of all of them, there were no chases. But there was one dog down the middle. It was Leota. That is nothing short of incredible. Incredible. And I'm sure, you know, we obviously had the uh, Dalliam Awards the other night. Payne Haas and AFB rightly so took it out. But geez, I'm sure when those boys got those awards, I'm sure Ivan, if he was at the table with them, would have tapped those two under the table and gone, they've ignored you again. Yeah. Once again. Slept on you again. Yep. Didn't get the like, – I mean, would have they even been in the top 20 votes? And I get it. Like, Cleary wins a lot of them. But they just – like, think about this platform. Cleary, incredible 20 minutes, best critics we've ever seen. 
the Panthers forward pack and the backs laid a 97% completion rate platform for Nathan Cleary. You couldn't, like, if someone said to you, it's a fairy tale and they complete it 97%, you'd say, mate, that's a shit fairy tale because there's no connection to reality. These guys just did that against one of the most explosive forward packs we've ever seen. And, you know, obviously, uh, as we just said, that they, they didn't get the daily invites. One that stood out for me was that they didn't get it in the RLPA team either. Mm, true. And once again, Gee, if I'm Ivan, yeah. I would have pointed out, hey, you blokes have dominated the biggest stage of three years on the trot now. Your minor premiers, again, after losing Appy, losing Kickout, every reason we were meant to fall apart, and we win because of the platform you guys lay. I reckon it would have just got them so fired up. Yeah. Well, you, you talk about, like, um, a player like Payne Hassel, Pat Carrigan, they're – they're stat sheet fillers and they're incredible footballers. And you often refer to, to Liam Martin as being, mm. you know, he doesn't have the, the stats that look like a superstar. And Fisher Harris and Leota are the exact same as well. But the intensity at the start of this game was it Leota that ran over the top of yeah, Carrigan, yeah. knocked him on his ass. <clears throat> And then Martin flew out of the line and floored, I think, Herbie for a knock-on. And then just how fired up was. Talk about dogs on mm. top of him just screaming at him. And, like, there's not a stat for that. Mm. But that is the intensity and why they get off these fast starts and why everyone gets behind them. Mm. By the way, for us New South Wales fans out there, enjoy that moment with Pat Carrigan because I don't reckon you'll ever see it again. Mm. It, had, it had real... Uh, Ockenbore Camp Smith vibes to it, didn't it? <laughs> <laughs> the one and only time Camp Smith got uh, run over the top of his career twice by Jaden Ockenbore. <laughs> I will say, though, I thought that, you know, there's different kinds of toughness, and I thought the Broncos showed so much grit, especially Paddy Carey, and getting bumped like that, still, still try to put some good shots on Fisher-Harris, <clears throat> still kept turning up. You know, he may not be as big and imposing as a guy like Leota, but his toughness comes in a different kind of category. And even said, as soon as he got bumped, I said to Matty, I said, Carrigan's not the first 20-minute guy that's going to shot someone. Yep. He's, he's the guy in the 70th minute or the 60th minute. He's a stale. That's going to make the play. Yep. And I felt like he did do that um, in, in defence at least. And that's what I, you know, we'll get to the Broncos, but that's what I admire so much about that forward pack is that very rarely do you get guys that are, so athletically explosive that you're just like, we've, we've never seen forwards like this before, mixed in with toughness to match the toughest forward pack we, we've arguably ever seen. And I think the Broncos really did match them there, but we'll get to the Broncos eventually. Um, Fisher-Harris too, like he, some of his runs, they just released so much pressure for the, um, for the Panthers. And when you look at his stats, eight tackle breaks. In the front row as a forward that's not like not really known for his tackle breaks. He does get tackle breaks, but not necessarily known for it. In 58 minutes, he had 20 runs, 170 metres, 40 post contact, eight tackle breaks, 27 tackles, no errors. Like, and then you've got Leota in 47 minutes, a try, 163 metres, two tackle breaks, 19 tackles, no errors. It's just... Isn't it funny? You look back, like literally a year ago today, Fisher Harris is on that stage saying we're the greatest Panthers team of all time. Everyone throws their arms up, disrespectful. Mm. Can't believe it's say that. Potentially the greatest team ever. Yeah. yeah. And I saw a few of their posts saying undisputed. Um, and so I wonder whether that was a theme for them this year of almost like an undisputed champion, like a boxer that's you know going for, ring, uh, going for um, belts. I actually just read the article. So they got a belt made for the final series because they wanted to be the undisputed uh, three-time champs. No, rugby league guys, come on. Thanks. This is why you listen, guys. That's why you listen. Genesis Quoi is what we bring to the podcast game. Um, and so that mentality of like, he, he's, what I love about, like, look, the Penrith Panthers, yeah, they got swag. Yeah, they say stuff that's very cocky or confident. They back it up constantly. If you don't like it, do something about it. It's that simple. It is that simple. He said we're the best Panther size ever. Comes out and they have one of the greatest grand finals wins ever. Like against Payne Haas and Paddy Carrigan and Flegler. Payne Haas who had one of the great knocks all time and they still managed to get the job done. It's, a, it's nothing. It's unbelievable witnessing. Unbelievable. We said it pre-game. Or you, you said it pre-game actually and it was a very good point. And I, God, I hope it's true that these two teams just become the Roosters and the Storm of the next 10 years. Yeah. I, I think, look, the, the key for the Broncos, and we'll get into it, but the key for the Broncos is just finding someone to replace Renault. 
if they can get someone to replace Renault, then this, we'll see this battle for the next five years or so, I reckon. Jeez, if you are the Dolphins sitting there watching that grand final last night, watching Oof. Herbie and Fleet, I know we'll get to them, but I just thought those two were just so impressive in that game. Fucking unbelievable, man. And once again, you know, say it all the time, it's all good and well to do it in the regular season, but to do it on the biggest stage like that, unbelievable. Yeah. Um, some other guys that played incredible. I mean, look, most across the board, you had some really good performances from uh, the Panthers, but Stephen Crichton, he didn't have his intercept. Obviously, he had that try, but it wasn't actually the try that I think was his biggest moments. It was the two repeat sets with the boot. That changed the game. That repeat set that he got from 30 metres out, like, just go back and watch it. That was off an offload in broken play, and he was standing on the tram line, dropped it on his left foot to understand the moment and to get that touch on the ball. It's incredible. Yeah, it just, it just keeps so much pressure. Like, you know, Broncos were fighting their way back into it, for, and then just repeats it. And then all of a sudden, the Broncos are like, okay, this little bit of momentum before half time, we don't have it anymore. You know, it's like unbelievable like the amount of times and then he got another repeat set in the second half as well yep with a kick yeah shorter one yeah and you just like they, they, they were both in like the last 20 minutes wasn't there one that we saw that was in the first half as well the longer one or am i the, the, the longer one was oh, tango did one in the first half <laughs> oh yeah. was that tango that yeah. did in the first half yeah they, they forced they forced too. four dropouts and none of them were clear he was uh the two you said and kenny forced one as well okay so Remember he had kenny two kicked it off the ground and that's when reese walsh ran out and yeah that. okay. that's right yep so they're, they're forced dropouts for, from pretty much both their centres. Yep. So Tunga in the first half yep. and then Critter twice in the second half. I think Critter's one from like 35 out was maybe on fourth tackle as well where he just saw the space and went, I'll run him behind the line. Either way, it's just phenomenal. Like genuine, huge, huge play. And what's incredible about Critter is like he's had huge plays in all different areas of the game. Intercepts, tries, mm. conversions, drop goals, kicking, kicking, like like – it's unbelievable how many times this guy delivers on the big stage. I'll tell you the other one that was a big play by him, and it was a kick that he got wrong. I don't know what it looked like to you live, but when Selwyn Cobbo snaps that ball, mm. I had visions back to when we were at Magic Round. I watched him take it all the yeah, way to the yeah, house, yeah. and I just went, oh, my God. And then Critter just swarmed him. Mm. That was a big defensive play there, oh, too. Mate. He, it is scary. Okay, so what is he, 20, 23 or whatever? Is there an argument to be made? He's had the most big plays or equal to the most big plays of other club players that have played their whole careers that are great. I think well and truly. Like at 23 years old, he's had what? It's like three. So he's had World Cup huge plays, two or three huge grand final plays now. Like some of the greatest in our game go their whole career and only have that many big plays in huge games. And the way that Nath just had the confidence, Nathan Jerome just had the confidence on last tackle to just shift him the ball and mm. just give it to him like the only other centre I've seen like that before is probably Jamie Lyon mm. man they just go whoosh 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 you'll be able to get us a repeat set yeah. here what about Willie Tonga <laughs> <laughs> I love Willie Tonga oh the great shimmy shimmy yeah one of the great shimmies all time footwork. oh mate yeah great footwork um, but yeah Stephen Crichton he is something special and to think how young he is and the amount of big moments he's had and again it's it really drives home the point of, and look, he gets through a bunch of work, so it's not to say he doesn't. But he had 10 runs, but sometimes you need a Ferrari in your outside backs that you just throw the ball to and you go, brah, just do your job. And your job is to make something happen. And he does it all the time, literally all the time. That, the, the try he scored, second last one, to get him right back into the game... That was one of the great grand final moments and it was probably about the fifth biggest thing that happened in that game. It's so <laughs> there true. There were so many moments. Yeah. And like that was purely individual brilliance. Like it was just oh. an early ball, hold Stags up enough to get the outside fend and also strength. Like he fended him and then his body, you know, kind of moved in a way where it looked like he was not going to be able to put the ball down. He just twisted himself back around, bang. Especially sometimes with Stags, you can tell in the opening minutes whether he's on or he's off. Mm. Christ, he was on last yeah. night, Stags. He yeah. was when he when Stags is physical, you know he's on, yeah. and that was probably the most physical I've seen him last night. I thought he was very good. He obviously yeah. had a couple of errors here and there, but Christ, some of his like that the the one that he returned at the in goals, but yeah, like you could just tell Stags was on and Critter still just made him look silly on that one. I just yeah, and and when you look at the the game as a whole, if you take the kicks out. 
did he really have that much damage in attack? Was he was he really threatening the line? Like, not really that much. But then the moment arrives, the moment arrives where, mate, we just need that one big play out here. He just goes, sweet, gotcha. And I would imagine, like, that, that, that big play rate kick from 30 metres out, like, I would imagine when you're a player and it's fourth tackle, you've got him 30 metres out, you're going, okay, we've survived this set. Mm. And he pulls out something like that. Oh, so demoralising. You just know you can't defend it, you can't mm. do anything about it. He's just simply that good that he can do stuff like that. Yeah. Phenomenal, seriously phenomenal, and like, he's almost he's almost making the argument for or well, don't move him from the centres because even though you've got to look at who you've got at the Bulldogs, and we'll get into this uh, later in the year when we do the season review, um, but like if you can affect games this much from centre, and look, I understand the Bulldogs are a totally different outfit to the Panthers, <coughs> but it's like shit. Do you move him from centre when he's doing this all the time? I, I guess you have to, but far out, that's a loss for the centre. Brigade in the in the NRL when it comes to seeing centers do exciting things, geez, that's a loss for sure. Jesus, a loss. Um, yeah, so I mean, like, what else is there to say? For he had forty kicking meters. <laughs> that's so funny. Three kicks, forty kicking meters. Um, nine tackles, only one missed. A line break. So, so like, as I said, like you look at the stats and you go, yeah, okay. But you actually watch the game and you go, well, they don't win it without Crichton on the field. They genuinely don't yeah. win it without Crichton on the field. Um, Can we talk about Carmichael Edwards? Oh, my God. <laughs> oh my seriously. God, that was incredible last night. Mate, we spoke about it a little bit in the team of the week, but as I said, what I love the most about it, there would have been there could have been a tendency for him to go, okay, everyone keeps talking about this Reese Walsh superstar, and everyone keeps saying, I'm just this boring fullback that gets through work, and Reese Walsh is the showstopper, and you know the NRL has come out and said they want Reese to be a world superstar and all this kind of stuff. Which is like, fair enough, I agree, because Reese is a big superstar and he's a gun player. What I loved about Ed was, was the, there wasn't a single second where he tried to go, oh, I can do that too. He said, no, no, no. I'm just going to double down on what makes me a great fullback and get through my work and do my job to win a premiership. And he did exactly that. Like, again, the amount of times where they needed a big carry... And I said one of my biggest concerns for the Broncos is guys like Edwards that are really strong in contact, but they also have footwork. And how many times did you see bounce off a tackle, slide through, and then another Broncos player to come in and cover the cover his uh, run? He was absolutely phenomenal. And to talk about you know consistent performances in grand finals, like it doesn't get much more consistent than Edwards. I think Jimmy made the point before that play where Tariva had to knock the ball in almost a forty twenty, and then Edwards returns it. Yeah, 10 metres, hits contact, and then he just always goes for those extra five, six metres every single time. His ability to get his nose through <laughs> every single contact he goes into. I don't know if there's anyone better in the game at it as far as outside backs. like He ran for 306 metres. Do you remember a few years ago when to run for 300 metres, like <laughs> when two of us are Sheck, you would do it, and you just go, this is incredible. He's just done it in another grand final. Yeah, and it's not even being talked about because there's so many big yeah. things happened. Like, if it was a normal grand final, everyone would be talking about the 300 metres that Dylan Edwards ran. And, and that, like, we mentioned earlier in the show, and just now, like, the, the Walsh first, Edwards and how different players they are, and Walsh had his flashy moments, as he always invariably will do, but, you know, he had some, he was exposed in a few different areas, a few concerns we had about being early on in his career, being a rookie, or essentially a rookie. Dylan Edwards, just Mr. Reliable, 300 plus metres, no mistakes. He's just a coach's gift, isn't oh, he? Oh, absolute dream of a player. Oh. Because you've got a game plan. You're like, Dylan, I just need you to do exactly what is the game plan. And you know he's going to do that. You know he's going to do that. And now, you know, he's so humble, Dylan Edwards, that he mm. probably wouldn't care. But, again, the knock always on Dylan Edwards is, uh, you know, bit no frills, doesn't have that extra kind of – gear at him or whatever and I understand it and I, I'm of the mind in rep footy that you probably do need a fullback that maybe has a bit of ball playing because origin is so hectic but at the same time that's three premierships now so you can take your fucking pizzazz and shove it up yeah. your ass because I've got three <laughs> rings bruh even though he's so humble that he wouldn't do that but at the end of the day it's the truth yeah. it's the truth so it's like what what can you say to that there's nothing to say he's incredible he's so so good um Okay, another guy I want to talk about in the Panthers' side. Just before you do, just as you just said, remember when Roger Tovarczyk was running for those 300 metres, blowing everyone away. That unbelievable season that Roger had when metres were insane, he averaged 200 metres that season. 
Dillabuds just did 300 in a grand final. Far out. That is actually insane. And they weren't, they weren't like selfish shit carries either. You know, they weren't stat pad or get in the way or like, bro, pass the ball. They were needed, much needed at the right time um, carries. Another bloke I want to shout out, Jack Cogger. When he came on, was phenomenal. Phenomenal for the Panthers. The amount of, like, as soon as he came on, I just, all I remember seeing is just that back of that 14 jersey from where we are sitting and just making me think, like, you could see that the Broncos' defensive line was just like, oh, shit, like, this is a... Because Jerome Luai was quiet and clearly injured, so there wasn't really a threat from Luai that much um, in the game. You could see in the first half, Broncos seemed pretty comfortable defending it. As soon as Colgate <coughs> came on, and look, we're talking about a bloke that literally needs shoulder surgery and four weeks ago had it popped out. So, of course, he's going to be a bit quiet. Um, he did say on his Instagram, uh, guess who has to go to work today? And I was like, damn, Jerome. <laughs> That's me, bro. I've got to go to work. Yeah, it's public holiday. There's three blokes in Australia working today. And you're four, I should say. And you're looking at them. Damn, bro. Why you got to be so mean, Jerome? First you beat my team in the grand final, and then i got to go to work. Oh, man. Um, but, yeah, so, of course, Luai, like, is going to be a little bit quiet. He's clearly not all there with his shoulder. I actually think he did really well to not to just be quiet. Mm-hmm. You know, he didn't have any big bad errors, and he wasn't a he wasn't a, a passenger in regards to like had some misses in defence or whatever. Um, but when Cogger came on, you could see the Broncos' defensive line go, "Oh shit!" Like there's an extra threat here. You could see the anxiety in there, making decisions. And I thought Jack Cogger saved his best game ever, or at least his best minutes ever for a grand final. I thought he was phenomenal. Honestly, 48 hours ago, I would have told you that I wouldn't have picked him in the 7-0. Mm. I would have gone mm. for Tyrone Peachy. Uh, I'm now sitting here going, like, and it will sound over the top, but like, he's a grand final hero. They do not win that grand final without him. He no completely way. changed the way the Panthers attacked in that last 20 minutes, and he was the key that unlocked Nath Cleary. He gave Cleary space. because yeah, Nath Cleary didn't have to be the first receiver. He could play mm. out the back mm. and play his natural game. And, you know, he said it a few times, but watching how Nath Cleary played with someone else taking the lead like mm. that... Makes you wonder what could happen over the mm. next few oh. years. Yeah. I, and I, th- I think people go, oh, come on, bro. Like, he came on in the, ma- like, he came on in the 51st minute, <clears throat> for, first of all. The score before he came on, they got a penalty goal and an absolutely fluky drop kick. So, basically, before he came on, they were unable to score points against the Broncos. Now, I understand that they were fatigued at the end of the Broncos, but at the end of the day, after he, they came on, he came on, they scored three tries. It's, it's that simple. So Cleary isn't able to do what he does if Cogger didn't come on and say, bro, let me take the first receiver. Let me take care of all the shit stuff in the middle. We need you to do something great. And yeah, yeah, he came on when the Broncos were fatigued, but he also came on when the Broncos had all the momentum mm. in the grand final. Yeah. Which like pretty well offsets it in, in my opinion. Yeah, absolutely. And what are the two attributes that we talk about time and time again when we talk about halves? It's playing direct, straightening out the attack, and playing deep into the line before you give the pass. And the two passes he threw to Nathan Cleary before he produced his magic were both Cogger doing those two things brilliantly. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, do, do you think... Do you think Luai coming off was... Is that... Do you think it was a decision from Ivan Cleary asking, saying, we're not looking threatening in attack, we're not looking like cracking them, because, and I'm going to take Luai off... Clearly, he's got the the hampered shoulder, and we need to inject something new into this. Or do you think it was purely a Luai injury that's gone? He's got to come off. I think it's a mixture of both. I think that Cleary, Ivan Cleary, knew that Luai couldn't inject himself into the game the way that was needed to get the game back. You know, to win the momentum back, and so he's gone. Okay. I have to change something because we, we this Broncos defense is phenomenal, and I know Luai is under the weather, and it's just not working. We look go back to that first half. The fact they could only score eight points is crazy. They should have really been frigging twenty four nil up. Like that's how much they dominated field position, um, and so I think it was a mixture of both. I definitely think Ivan Cleary was thinking Luai isn't impacting the game enough. The momentum has shift shifted. I need to get Cogger on just to try to change things up, and it, it was a masterstroke. In which case, like, if that is it and, you know, Luai could have stayed out and it wasn't entirely injury-impacted, it's one of the ballsiest calls you'll see from a coach in a grand final to take off 
the bloke who's been there and done it, already has the cohesion with mm. his halfback and the star of the team. He's coming off three grand finals prior to that and two grand final wins and say, you're off. We're putting the little-known Jack Cogger on to do a job. Yeah, huge call. I'd love to hear the conversation that Cleary had with Cogger just mm. before he went on the field because I'm sure if you remember, five or six weeks ago we were talking about how Jesus Compendra still win the comp if one of these halves went down because Cogger had come in. And I said that day, I said, you know what, I would actually consider going with Jamin Salmon because he squares up the, the defence unbelievably. He is so good at that, I think people sleep on it because I hadn't seen that in Cogger before. Mm. But, mate, he came into that game last night just with a job to do and he mm. nailed it every single time. I would love to – because he, he, the games that he came in and played throughout this year, he was good, but he wasn't playing like that. No, not like that. Not like that at all. That was a completely different Cogger who, you know, his game was a little bit more simple – but how many times do you see halves screw that up? Oh, like, yeah, like talk to anyone in rugby league, they'll tell you play direct. So yeah. like everyone knows it. Yeah. Mm. How many guys do it? Yeah. On the biggest stage like that. Don't panic. Stay calm. Like they're coming. He's coming on to a rampaging Broncos side that you know, as we've discussed, when they complete, they're unstoppable. I think they proved that last night. When they complete, they're unstoppable. Jack Cogger came on in the fifty-first minute. 52nd minute, Ezra Mam scores his second try. 54th minute, Ezra Mam scores his third try. 56th minute, Isaiah Yo's fourth force from the field. 58th minute, Scott Sorensen forced from the field. Yeah. And importantly, those tries both down the other edge, not mm. Coggers. Not on Coggers' edge, yeah. So, and then yeah. Pat Carrigan comes back on the field and then it all kicks off. Like, unbelievable. Yeah. <clears throat> Just, yeah, one of the, the real kind of – it won't get talked about a lot because he's leaving the club and it won't be, I guess, remembered by the wider audience. But I think Penrith Panthers fans – will remember Cogger as kind of like that under underdog story that just came on, did his job, obviously not at the club next year, but they don't win the premiership if he's not there. They, they really don't. Clearly has to sit, keep doing the shit work. He's not out on the edges to make the line breaks that he does. Um, yeah, so other guys that played really well, I thought Isaiah Yo just, once again, just delivers that 8 to, to 9 out of 10. At his worst, maybe a 7.5 out of 10. But... He's just so consistent for them and suits their game plan to a T that he never doesn't do his job. Mm. You know what I mean? And it sounds like such an obvious thing, like that's what you're supposed to do, that's what you get paid to do. But I mean, there are so many other teams that struggle to get 80 minutes of a player doing their job, let alone a guy under the biggest, the brightest lights to do it for the third year in a row in a grand final and win a grand final. I thought Isaiah was really solid. Um, Mitch Kenny through the middle, really, really solid defense um, for periods. I do think though, as I said, like, and we'll get to the Broncos in a sec, but they did show a bit of a blueprint. They did show a bit of a blueprint, but it sounds stupid to say because it's like, well, we've heard that before when we're talking about the team that won three comps in a row. But I, I do think that there were periods there where they were just way too dominant, way too dominant. Um, and you can tell that by the stats, like Cleary missed seven tackles, Kenny missed 10 tackles. I thought Kenny's first 20 was so like just so good, the aggression that they showed. Um, who, stood, who else stood out for you, boys? Just on Mitch Kenny, obviously scored the first try there. Hammy mentioned before, huge odds there. It's funny, like, you go back to the 1991 grand final and Royce Simmons scored two tries that day. Um, Royce Simmons in that grand final scored his first try of the season as well. <laughs> and it was the first try of that grand final, as did um, <laughs> Mitch Kenny. And Royce Simmons scored his second try in that grand final. Ricky Stewart goes for a short dropout and he <sighs> collects it and scores. Mitch Kenny scores of a short dropout in that. <clears> like, way. It's funny how that stuff happens in rugby league sometimes. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, what else is there to say? Incredible stuff from Penrith Panthers, and we're witnessing greatness. We are witnessing absolute greatness, and the really scary thing is is this: their key players are locked up for another two to three years. They're only probably going to get better. It's amazing. It's nothing short of amazing. I thought in this game probably the most, like, obviously, you know, Panthers, they, they missed a lot of tackles and whatnot, but I, I thought that in the first half they were just so dominant, but just their last tackle plays, mm. just nothing like what we've seen. Normally. Terrible. They were awful. Mm. And, you know, Brisbane were obviously, their scramble was fantastic, but the amount of times on last tackle, like there was one forced drop that they actually forced where it was last tackle and the ball hit the ground and Mitch Kenny just towed it off the ground like you never see Penrith do that mm. there's a couple of times where they just turn the ball over and stuff and mm. I thought geez like it's great to turn the ball over down that end but I thought if Penrith were really ruthless and nailed their last tackle options I think that game could have been very different because mm. Brisbane were just hanging on and yeah. hanging on Cleary had two to three kicks there in that first half that just pulled up well short of the mark yep. which mm. he never misses yeah and then there are times where they just go to ground and get tackled and it was, it was off wasn't well, it, it was, yeah. 
There was a lot of wind. Like, it was swirling yeah. quite dramatically. Um, not in the stands, but I think out in the field because as soon as you left the stadium, the fucking wind was hectic. Okay. Yeah, okay. So I think there might have been Makes quite sense. a lot of wind swirling in the, the stadium. Um, because, yeah, you're right. He, he was dropping them way short. And then you go, okay, what about Reese Walsh's kicks? They were like four or five metres too long. And that usually he nails them to a degree. So I think well, it that, might have been the first one that Reese Walsh put dead. He kicked that from like his foot. I know. Yeah. It was, it was like 75 metres. I know. I know. And easy. So I think there was a, a swirling yeah. wind in yeah. on the field. Because as I said, when you left, it was like, like you could see clothes like fully yeah, okay. blowing the wind and that. So um, incredible stuff from Penrith Panthers. And look, <clears throat> crazy thing is, is they're, they're favourites heading into next year as well. Yeah. They are favourites heading into 2024. Four on, on the trot. Oh, the, uh, the odds are already out, so they're $3.75 to win the <laughs> cop next year. That is unbelievable. What's Brisbane yeah. are? Brisbane are next at four fifty. Wow. What's the top, like, f- four or six? I'll give you the top top few. So th- Panthers, uh, Broncos, then it's Storm and South, a th- equal third on, at nine bucks, then Roosters at ten, then it goes Cowboys, Sharks, Para, etc. <clears throat> 375. <laughs> Massive congratulations to Panthers fans. Enjoy it. It is truly amazing what we're witnessing. Truly amazing. And these, these players deserve everything that they get. They work hard. They deliver constantly. And they do it like they always back up what they say. They always back. They never do it in a kind of roundabout way or whatever, like Fisher Harris or Leota or whatever. They'll say, we're here to have a crack. If you want to have a crack, let's do it. And they deliver every time. You know what? Yeah, you're right. The players, the, you know, they get everything that they've deserved over the last years. But for me at Penrith, like, the coaches, they are just elite. Mm. They're never injured. They're always returning back from injury. It's crazy. The content team is off its head. Like, they just, they are ticking so many boxes in so many areas, you know, and they've got, now they've actually got a hold on this young nursery out there. It's going to be a scary few years well, for rugby I said this a couple of years ago. The scariest thing about the Panthers is we might be witnessing a Melbourne Storm-like system in the heartland of rugby league. Yep. Yeah. That's the scary thing. And Ivan Cleary, take a bow because Ghana selection. Uh, Kenny staying at nine. Not carrying a number nine. Not carrying a number nine in the grand final. And your number nine wasn't a number nine two years ago. Um, then you've got, obviously, the loss of players. I mean, we'll go even further back. Matty Burton deciding to go, sorry, mate, you're not going to get a crack here. Lil Wise, the guy. That, that was, what, three years ago or two, two yeah. and a half years ago, whatever it was. That's a huge call that a lot of people would say, oh, I think Burton's a better player individually than Lil Wise. But what's the mantra been at the Penrith Panthers? It is, what is the best team to win the comp? The selections that Ivan Cleary has made are nothing like they are honestly almost perfect. Like I'm trying to think of a time where I've gone, Ivan Cleary has made a poor decision. Like even even a guy like um to have uh Garner on the bench, for example. I would have said, Oh, Hoskins, I oh, know he dropped off a little bit at the end of the year, but he probably deserves that spot. But Ivan Cleary is so in tune with the form of his players that he's gone nut going Garner on the bench and and he nailed it. He nailed it. Where does Ivan sit at the moment for you? Mate, he, he's getting up to um, Trent Robinson areas for me and maybe even uh, the, just the longevity that I want to see. But he, he might be – he honestly might be. It might go I mean, Wayne, Bellim, Bellamy, and then it's Ivan Cleary and maybe a few others He's been coaching longer than Trent Robinson now. How many, how many grand finals does Robbo have? Three. Three. So back to back in thirteen. So that, H, the, yeah. the longevity is what, like, I'm, as in, like, at the top. Whereas yeah. Ivan Cleary, grand final at Warriors, a bit of a lull, and then just. Vroom. But even five yeah, grand finals, yeah, three yeah, premierships. Even like at the Tigers, where they finished ninth under him. Luke mm. Brooks was half back of the year. Dalian mm. half back of the like year. He's got the Warriors to a grand final. He's got the Tigers to their best season in recent in a, memory. In over a decade. He's got the Panthers to you know not only that. First grand final they lost, but then they managed to come back and mm. win three on the road, do something that no one has that hasn't been done in forty odd mm. years. How many grand finals played uh, does Robbo have? Has he made? So he's won three, he's three from three, three he's from got three. like five minor premierships or something like that, five or six. So he's three from three grand finals, and Ivan's had five grand finals, been to one three of them. One was with the Warriors, one was yeah. to the Storm. I know Ivan Cleary's mistake. One thing I do disagree with, 
when he dropped the beak. <laughs> 2009. You'll regret that, Ivan. See, look what happened to you. It took him a long time to recover as well. Sent back almost a decade. Decade. That's called cursing. Cursing your own teammate, even though he made a fucking grand final two years later. But um, isn't it going to be an interesting conversation over the next few years, though? Well, like the thing with Ivan, though, is like if he doesn't make another three or four grand finals before he ties, like hangs it up, mm. I'll be shocked. It, it almost gets to the point now where you have ridiculous standards as minimal mm. for oh. him to achieve. Yeah, now. like if he if he let's say in the next five years he makes one grand final, you'll be like, that's not good. Yeah. Which is insane. Or if in the next 10 years the Penrith Panthers win two premierships, I'd probably be disappointed with yeah. that. But name me another coach that in 10 years you can win two comms that you'd be like, oh, just I, I, I think this, don't want to be like heat of the moment call, but, you know, we're doing a podcast at the after grand final. I think it's probably eclipsed him from Robbo for me. Oh, I think it has too for me too. Yeah. 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 And, and I think he's done it with far lesser sides than mm. Robbo's had. Robbo's done it with three incredible rooster sides. Ivan's come in with this Panther side he that, built this. That, he, that he built. He got the Warriors to a grand final. Like, Warriors don't make it. Yeah, I think that, that's the thing with me that separates him. You, you look at Robbo, and this isn't taking anything away from Robbo. Like he's coaching at the Roosters, this is mm. what happens. But they go into the 2013 season, they buy SBW, Jenko, James Maloney. He comes into the 18 19, they buy Cooper Cronk. Mm. You look at what Ivan's managed to build with this young group of players. They're still young and they've just won their third yeah. premiership. And to be clear, he did build it because he was at the club before yep. he went to the Tigers. A lot of people like to just conveniently forget that part about Ivan Cleary. They're like, oh, yeah, he came in, but they were always going to be great, this roster he had. It's like, no, no, no. Yeah. He was around when they were coming through under 15s, under 16s, under 17s. He was the coach of the Panthers. Panthers. So the other guy I want to give a little shout out to, and people probably forget the role that he played. You had him in here the other day. I think Phil Gould needs a shout for this too. Oh, that platform yeah. that he built here. Give him five year plan, laugh and giggle at him all you want. And I think Gus Gould's such a um, a good example of just because you're incre- like great at what he did, incredible the the things that he put in place. But sometimes like that's what you're good for there, and then someone else needs to be good for something else. Mm. And I think that like a lot of people try to say, oh well, when he left, they tried they started having success. You can't. He built the foundations. He built the foundations. Yep. And just because if he had a say, does that mean Ivan Cleary would have stayed as head coach or, or whatever? Maybe not. But Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Just because he may not be good at the next step, or not even not good, but you understand because he's won comps as a coach. But in that specific moment, Ivan Cleary needed full control over the direction he wanted to take. So it's not to say Gus can't do that. It's just that's what was needed in that moment. Because I, I know people try to discredit Gus a, a bit with that yep. when he has his hands all over that. And you can hear him speak in the podcast. He says, I try to build clubs, not teams. Yep. You know, I'm not trying to build a team. I'm trying to build a club. And he deserves massive praise. And all the all the guys out at Penrith, like there are so many unsung heroes that we'll never know about that have brought so much joy to the area of Pen, Penrith that deserve praise. Guys that may not be at the club anymore, or they're still at the club, all the people behind the scenes that, you know, are part of recruitment. I mean, what about their recruitment um, officers? Mm. Like, think about those guys that are gone, we want him, him, him at young age. Because sometimes too many options is, is it's harder. On top of that, you know, they had to recruit when Penrith Panthers, they weren't a heavyweight to anyone like that. Like, they were a... A town, uh, they were a side that a lot of potential but just never seemed to kind of be able to get it together. And yet they still managed to get the best of the best when they were a side that was in and out of finals footy. It's amazing what they've done out there. Absolutely amazing. Everyone involved. Absolutely everyone involved from top to bottom. Nothing short of amazing. Um, so enjoy it. Well earned. And that's what I love about this is that this current generation, it has been earned. Absolutely earned. And I noticed last night in all the celebrations and everything, the content team running around with a heap of cameras. 
<laughs> could be one of the great docos because oh. yeah. they have documented every single moment of this yep. entire thing. Shout out to Jake and them and the content team. That's going to be something special. Well, there's a doco from the back-to-back one called All yep. the Way on um, Channel 9. It was and unreal. It's so good. So imagine the... Th- and I can't wait. Obviously, the theme for that one was Top Gun. Mm. <laughs> this undisputed thing. It's mm. going to be unreal. Like, hey, what's your theme going to be for next year? Rocky Four. Yeah, no, I got <laughs> it. Drago. I got it. <laughs> <laughs> if if they if they win four in a row and they start captioning Genesis Sequoia, we'll know where it started. <laughs> yeah, I don't think anyone could doubt that one if they start. <laughs> <laughs> we'll give you that. <laughs>